Hermaine Abreeze is a local artist who considers himself a street artist. The city of Antioch had constructed a wall along Highway 4, and they wanted to showcase a mural on it. Hermaine was chosen and was able to finish the 215-foot-long wall in five days with the help of his brother. The concept of the wall is love conquers all. It's a variety of faces, he states. Some mad, some happy, tons of color throughout and it was done entirely using spray paint. Hermaine has also partnered with the city of Antioch as a mentor and teacher for many of the youth art programs. His message to the youth is to engage in your community. He believes it's a team effort. He encourages kids to express and be themselves, and he says he feels inspired by that. Let's welcome Hermaine to the show. Hello, hello. Awesome. So in the article, you say you go by Herms. Yes. Well, well, perfect, perfect. So I feel like I, Herms, I already know you just from the video, the Antioch, the city of Antioch did watching that. That was an awesome video. And of course, reading the article, I first learned about you from um, down Brentwood Cocoa, uh, Brentwood uh, Craft Beer and you had a mural in there and your wife works there, right? Yes, my wife, Don. Yeah, yeah, so I saw that mural and I I was just, I loved it. I absolutely, I mean, it's in the bathroom area. It's, it's um, it just, I just thought, ooh, who is this? I wanna know more. And then I did run across your video and wow, what a great video they did and this wall, is amazing. So thanks for joining us. I want to chat with you and get to know you a little bit more. We were so happy to showcase you in the 110 magazine. All right. And um and um that people you can if you don't have it, you can find it online, 110mag.com. And so share with us a little bit about your background. You say in the article that you grew up, you have generations, um, your family goes back generations in the area. You went to Liberty. Share a little bit about your background growing up in East Contra Costa County. So I didn't go to Liberty High School. My oh, my father actually graduated from Liberty High School. So oh, okay. I am third I am third generation um out here in Brentwood, California. Um I was born in Antioch and um was out there for a certain amount of years. And then um we moved over to the San Joaquin Valley um area for some time. But you know, even even when we were out there, we still were always migrating back to um Brentwood because of our family. We have humongous family and, you know, friends that my father grew up with. So I I pretty much grew up with everybody out here in Brentwood and everybody always assumed that I went to school out here because of all the people I know, but majority of them are family members, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So when did you realize you had this talent or this gift and, and how did that all come about? Um, ever since I could remember, I was always from what my mother and my grandmother used to always tell me is that I was always doodling and I would kind of 
they find me, you know, on the side of church doodling on, on papers and probably books I shouldn't have been doodling on, but you know, <laughs> it was the uh, the artist in me. I, I mean, I I can't I can't even like go back remember when I was doodling, but I mean, ever since I was I guess born. Wow, that's awesome. So it's it's just been in your blood. Is it something that other family members have that talent too, or? or, or it does. It, it does run in my family. So we grew up family of six: three guys and three girls. And um, every single one of them has had some type of either music talent or some type of you know poetry writing or some type of art you know skill. Um, so it definitely, I mean, it runs back you know as far as I can go back to my great grandfather who was also drawing and my father as well. Wow. Okay. So you have creative blood in your family. That is awesome. Well, yes. the, the wall that we're going to talk about that we showcase in the, in the magazine is, is fantastic. I know you've gotten a lot of great feedback from that. And um, we talk about that in the magazine, how that all came about. Um, what I want to know is, is a little bit more about, you mentioned how you know you grew up in San Joaquin and the trains at, you know how you saw this this art coming through of, of this graffiti on the trains and how that share with me a little bit about how that inspired you well you know we we grew up like I said a family of six so we weren't you know we we were we were pretty poor you know uh, we were fortunate because we didn't really understand we never understood what it meant to be poor you know because we were always filled with love and joy and happiness so I mean I always talk to my brothers and sisters and say, man, you know, I remember, you know, some Christmases that we didn't even have because, you know, there was never presents underneath the tree and stuff like that. But we still never, I don't rem ever remember complaining to my brothers and sisters saying that, you know, hey, you know, we're poor and this and that. So um, being brought up family of six, we kind of had to figure things out along the way, you know, and um, one of those one of those things was always, um, you know, us not being able to afford to take the whole family to some type of fancy art gallery or, you know, um, let's go out to San Francisco, make a big trip. Because, of course, there's including my parents, there's eight of us. So back in the day, we had like a 1972 Impala. And, I mean, we could probably squeeze everybody in there with no seatbelts, but <laughs> it wasn't going to happen. So growing up where I grew up, we butted up next to uh, fields and orchards and uh, we had Heinz ketchup train yard there and um the trains would always go by there and then um um i happened to see a couple um local artists that were that would um you know they they took the path of not following the local gang members and they would always just go and do their thing at the train yards and then um i i noticed that they were producing beautiful artwork pieces on these rolling metal canvases you know um and my father worked at the steel mill and then he also worked at a, uh, another steel company at Lodi Metal Tech and they would always roll in these steel elephants with beautiful murals on them. And I was just fascinated by the artwork that these guys were creating. And then mind you, they're doing artwork at three in the morning. So, you know, they, 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 they of course get in trouble and it's not, you know, um, but they're doing it dark and they're creating these masterpieces that are, that this, beautiful artwork is frowned upon, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which it seems like now, I mean, growing up, I mean, I saw tons of graffiti and grew up around that in the East, in the Bay area, in the East Bay. And some of it is just incredibly beautiful, you know? And then of course it's illegal and all these, but now it seems like it's coming, becoming more and more mainstream. And it's, I don't know, it's, it seems like it's more popular, especially having, 
you know, this showcasing this big wall in Antioch with that art. Is that, do you feel that way now? Like it is becoming more mainstream? I do. And I, I mean, it's uh, social media is the double edged, double edged sword. You know, it's like, it's good, mad. It's, uh, you know, when, when, when I was growing up, it's like, you know, and, and doing the artwork, you know, we, we, there was rules you followed and, you know, you weren't out there doing graffiti on churches and schools and disrespecting people's property and spray painting on someone's garage. We always, we had rules that we had to follow that we just kept it artistically balanced and, and away from the media. And, and it was a, it became a, a language that only graffiti artists knew with one another, you know, and then they would say, oh yeah, that's so-and-so, oh, that's so-and-so. But now because of social media, I really don't even have to go out and paint trains and walls and murals, yeah. you know, because you could do something on social media and then it's just gonna glorify you into this, you know, mainstream artist, you know? Absolutely. So when did you get your first, was that wall the first big thing out here in East Contra Costa County? When was your first like mural like that? I was, um, I've been doing stuff since like, I want to say um, early 90s. I mean, we were doing stuff over in San Francisco at Psycho City and then um, doing, we, we were making our travels to a lot of uh, towns, Petaluma, um, you know, um, I mean, in, in our backyard, Stockton, Woodbridge, um, Modesto. And we've been doing that. I've been doing a lot of uh, legal murals for a long time now, but it's uh, being here in Brentwood. It's, it's something that, you know, I would bring it to the table. And I remember when I came back in early 1999, I think it was, I brought it to the art committee and then they, it, it was, it was kind of frowned upon that. They didn't want that style of artwork, you know? And, and, and it's like, um, and I understood it. I mean, I, I get it. Nobody, you, you also, it's all also your delivery, you know, on the way you, you're, you're reaching out and telling people, Hey, I'm a graffiti artist. And as soon as you say that, it's like, eh, we're not giving you the gig, buddy. You know? So, um, it's now, now we've learned to be like, Hey, we're aerosol artists, you know? Oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. So we use spray paint too, you know, that's, that's a different delivery, right? Absolutely. Um, compared to saying I'm a graffiti artist and then yes. you, know, you have all these people. Okay. Well, who is he? We need to find out who he is, you know, but. <laughs> so do you have a big following on social media? Um, I, I do not because, you know, I kind of always stayed away from social media. Um, I just, I only just recently created a social media this year because of the pandemic. And then also, um people were saying hey you know um after you do this mural i mean it's i know you've been around for a long time and local guy out here but you have to have something that you know people could follow and look at pictures and stuff like that and it did it does help you know but i was more of the like i said in my interview i was more of the word of mouth and you know what i leave it in the creator's hands if things are going to happen then that's the way i'm gonna do it you know and how did it come together for, for, you know, the city, did, did they reach out to you? Did you, were you, you know, in a meeting and then you proposed it? How did all that come together? Did somebody recommend you? Well, you know, it always happens the way it happens. It's like, you know, I, I put it first in prayer and then, um, yeah. and then it, I might not be the richest guy in the world, or I'm not getting these paint gigs like some of these other artists are doing this stuff. Cause I still have, um, a nine to five job, you know, um, I work at the local communication company and then I work 10, 12 hour shifts compared to some of these other artists that are just focusing on only artwork, you know? So uh -huh. not only do I have to balance that out plus um, my family, but um, it all came to be with prayer first and then working at the ODAT center. Um, Johnny uh -huh. Rodriguez was the one that 
is has been always promoting the artwork and putting me out there and hey you need to check out this artist and stuff and you know so that that was the that was the front runner that he was the one that put me out there you know um and then lined me up with the city of Antioch. okay to share a little bit about odat uh well odat is a nonprofit organization that works with um underserved youth um we no longer call them troubled you know kids or you know or or yeah, or you know so we we have to change it they're underserved because in today's uh school society you know they 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 tend to uh think that you know you you can teach everybody every kid the same way and it's not like that you know oh that kind of takes it into being of a of a more of a group and uh and 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 you're more universal to a lot of other elements of the way you teach youth you know it's uh using artwork using poetry expression understanding and you know there's um it's all different forms of the way you have to be creative to teach some of these kids you know including myself as an adult i mean i'm constantly learning i'm always a student so um it's a uh, you know it's uh, that's the beauty of the program is that nobody really knows how it how it works until you actually sit in a circle and then you start seeing the way Johnny and some of the other um, people that are working these programs are are teaching these kids, and they're really they really are embracing the kids. And it's not just a it's not just a little part time job, you know. It's not something that you could just say, okay, I'm, um, you know, I'm just gonna do an hour here and that's it. Because we still get phone calls from kids that, you know, if they're having problems. We we have wow. to go out there, you know, to help them out. So it's they become part of the family, and that's the beauty of ODAT program, you know. That's awesome. And then YEP. You mentioned that also. Oh, yep, yep is the uh, is a um, is another part um, of the ODAT program. Okay. Um, that's that that that's just utilizing um, me like as an artist or an art instructor, and then um, other poets that are teaching artwork, and then we had a photographer and stuff like that. It was and it was something that the youth created. I love it. I love it. So if there is anybody who is interested in in joining or or having their child join um the the odat uh, is it is there a website how do they do that there is a website um i don't I, I don't have it off off hand right now um but you could look up odat on facebook okay. um or look up johnny rodriguez um and and his links are uh, tied on there also on my web on my um instagram i have the information on there as well i could sh share that on there Okay. Um, yes. It, yes. And the good thing is, is that this is not something that we force the kids that, you know, we, we don't talk to the parents and say, Hey, you know what? We're going to force your kid. He's, he's causing problems or he's a troublemaker. We're going to force him into this program because everything is all free will. The kid, the, the, the youth have to reach out to us and they have to put in their part. And, you know, because they, it is a system that they have to, uh, adapt to and they have to also give us the 110 percent that we re require from them and it's not just forcing the parents or them to make sure that their child's there you know it's on yeah. them as well that's awesome i love that i love that. i'm so happy that we have that program you know it's needed all it's needed everywhere definitely and um i i read a little bit about your style when you're as far as teaching goes share a little bit about like how you really how you teach your you know well you know that the, there, there really is like i didn't i when 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 they first told me to do it i kind of was like i kind of shied away from it because it's always uh of course you're standing in front of kids and you know and then and then at the end you know you kind of have to speak in front of the parents and 
the platform was always uh, kind of nerve wracking for me, you know, but it's, uh, I just remember the great teachers I had growing up and the ones that, that really stood out. Um, I remember teachers that would crumple up my art paper when I was taking notes and they'd say, no drawing in class. And there goes my art piece. And then, you know, then that would send off the, the angry vibes on me and saying, Hey, I don't like this teacher no more. You know, this teacher's rude. And, you know, but then I had teachers like my, one of my best friends counselor, he's the one that ma married me and my wife. His name's Pedro Ramirez. And he was, a. Uh, um, he did this after school program for kids that didn't have their diploma, GED program and stuff. And, uh, and he really taught me how to um, embrace the universal styles of people, the way they learn, you know, and it's, uh, it's not just reading from books, you know, he really taught me. I remember he came by and I was taking notes and I was drawing and I kind of like, he came above, like he came beside me and I grabbed the paper and I hit it cause I thought he was going to rip it, you know? Yeah. And he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm drawing notes. And he said, I said, please don't rip my piece. You know, I said, really, I am really, I'm taking notes. And then he was like, no, he's all, that's how you take notes. I'm like, yeah. He said, I want you to do that every day, you know? Yeah. And then, and then afterwards, just turn it into me so I could see that you really are taking notes, you know? So I took that, that style and that's my approach to teaching is just kind of, um, you know, allowing the kids to be themselves. You know, yeah. I'm not, I'm, I don't like, I don't like saying, Hey, this is how you have to draw a straight line, you know, and dictating and, and saying, you know, because somebody else's line may be a squiggly line. It's still a line to them, you know? So um, that's kind of my, my, my universal style, you know, it's the way I was taught. And that's that I think people appreciate that more, you know, you, re you really get the essence of being an artist. Absolutely. And do, so do you feel like you were an at-risk youth or you were surrounded by at-risk at youth when you were growing up? Oh, oh, definitely. I mean, you know, it's a, I, I won't go into detail of my story, but I mean, I've, I visited every youth facility you could think of, you know, in and out of, you know, um, jails and, you know, and, and because it's not, it wasn't something that wasn't, it wasn't a choice and where, where uh, we were able to live, you know, we, when we moved over um, to San Joaquin County, it's like, I, I, we grew up with, you know, um, predominant Hispanics and African Americans and, you know, you name it. And it was like, a lot of them were, gang affiliated members including my family members so it was something that we really had to you know um that's the artwork is what saved my life you know yeah. I, had, I had people that were like that said hey man change your career path because this criminal path is really not you you know even though you're around it but i had good people that were that really seen that i had some talent and like kind of shined the light on that and said hey this is what you need to run with man to make it you know from this so you know i i, I was Every single one of us, my cousins and my my brothers, we were all around the, the gang gang lifestyle, and um, and thank thank God that you know we were able to uh, see 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 past it, you know, where some yeah. people don't really have that choice, and they think that they're really stuck, you know. Yeah. And, well, I can um, see how that experience has created has made it so that you can relate to these kids. You know, you you aren't. Um, uh, you know, you're not looking down on them. You're, you're able to probably communicate better than, than most, I'll just say, because of your background. And then to have such a wonderful talent, I'm sure a lot of them aspire to have a talent like that. And I know that there's a lot of different creative outlets that um, ODAT offers because you mentioned DJ Quest coming out and yes. teaching them how to DJ. Um, that's awesome. So, and then you mentioned an, uh, a documentary called Rubble Kings. 
Yes. What's, what's important about that? And, and why should people watch that? Tell me about that. Well, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, I really, I really love to teach the hip hop style um, because of, because of its four elements are very, uh, very important. And, and as a youth, you have all these, this energy inside of you. And then how do you, how do you release that? that. I mean, are you, are you going to release it in a negative way? Are you going to wild out in class? Some of these kids have, you know, um, mental uh, issues. Um, they have physical issues or, you know, and I don't even, I, I'm wrong for even saying issues. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there, but they, they have difficulties and um, rebel Kings touches bases on the four elements of hip hop. And, um, and what it was is that in the early seventies, um, you know, they, um, if you look at your history in New York, I mean, people were coming back from Vietnam. You had a lot of Vietnam soldiers coming back with, you know, um, you know, a lot of different difficulties, you know, from war and New York was going through a big point in time where, you know, you had Italians, you had Puerto Ricans, you had African-Americans, you had, you know, Jewish, Irish, and you had all these, and they basically were gangs, you know? So they were rolling around um, this documentary, like covers these gangs that were really out there, you know, raising craziness and killing each other and shooting at one another partying. And there was New York at the time was going through such a crazy point in time. And I, I don't think too many people know, know that, you know, and the rebel Kings highlights that. And then when you see the documentary, you're like, wow, I can't believe they were going through that. So cool. Herc, the founder of hip hop, um, became to be, uh, started to have block parties and with those block parties, he would set up turntables and speakers and he was reuniting some of these people, Puerto Ricans, African-Americans, um, you know, Cubans, you, you name it, all backgrounds. And they, and they figured out that they could dance off that energy. Yeah. And even though you were from the Bronx or you were upper Manhattan or you were from here, you're from there. You could come over there and then people were wearing their little rocker, their vest, and they would tell them they were they they had their name logo on the back and they were all from different gangs, you know. Some of them were for black spades, the other ones were from, you know, other Puerto Rican gangs and stuff. And then Cool Herc dialed in on that and said, Hey, instead of fighting, let's learn how to dance. And if you're from that part of the the area, show us your dance. And then so these block parties became these um, a spoke for everybody, you know, you had artists, you had DJs, musicians, and that documentary touches bases on all that stuff from wow. negative to positive. And, you know, it's, it's a pretty cool documentary. I love it. I love it. Oh, I'm watching it. I'm watching it. And explain what the, what the four different elements are. So like I tell the youth, like I tell the youth is um, when you listen to hip hop now, it's, it's um, man, there's so much shade on hip hop now because of the, 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 what's being distributed out there now, you know? So I always tell the youth, you can't call it hip hop if it doesn't have the four elements of hip hop. One of them was DJing, the disc jockey, the music. Then you had number two was the break dancers. Then number three was the aerosol artist, the graffiti artist. And then the fourth was the MC, the, the rapper. Yeah. You know, and 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 before when these parties used to happen, the DJ was the one that was giving people permission to get on the microphone and say, hey, my name is so and so. And then they would rap and, you know, and, and tell their story. And then in hip hop, it was not glorified to to uh, they, they call it spitting when they rap. 
I spit this and I spit that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It, w- it wasn't glorified that you're spitting that you're going to kill somebody or you're selling yeah, drugs. No. They, it was more of that. They wanted to change that. They wanted to show love and they wanted to create this, this, the four elements of hip hop. And that's where hip hop, that's, that's what hip hop is about is a four elements. So without that, you can't call it hip hop. So now we just call it rap. A lot of the, yeah. a lot of the older guys that know hip hop and what it is, it's like, nah, it's just rap. It's not hip hop. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I like how you explained all that. So since you, you've you done, done the mural and you had your article, what's the response been? It's been positive. It's um super duper positive. I mean, I don't think I've I've had one negative thing. I mean, even when we were creating the mural, it was it was like, I mean, it was it was needed. It was it was a trip because it's like I I grew away from it um from from the city of Antioch and just kind of you know I've always been I've, I've always worked there I mean I've worked there for a long long time and stuff and then and what's a trip is that not too far from where I was doing the mural there's a church on top of the hill and um I would always look at that and say man I remember growing up there you know and then but it was needed it's, it was medicine it was medicinal for the people of Antioch I had a lot of people come up there and, and pull over and say man I'm glad they chose you to do this because you brightened this whole area up. I mean, when we first pulled up there, I think they had, I mean, they had a couple of incidents happen there where I was kind of like, I told my brother, I said, you know, you're not from here, man. I said, but yeah. look, look at what happens there, man. And it's, and Antioch's such a beautiful town. I mean, I, I just, it, it, it kills me that it's, it, it's gotten such a bad rap, you know, I go down I by know. the water and it's beautiful down there by the water. I just, you know, they're 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 working on it definitely they're trying you know there's some good things going on with antioch and they're trying and then they go you know they make a couple steps forward and then you know unfortunately it goes back a step and it's just been a battle but there's you know there's a lot of great intention and with that wall you the theme is love conquers all so let's talk about that theme why that theme well because you know like like i explained i mean at the end of the day it's like we all we all come from what, even if you don't have your mother, you have your grandmother or you have a teacher, you, 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 you're always going to have somebody that really does will give you time to, you know, um, show you love. And I, I base that more on a, on, on a mother, motherly love type of thing. You know, it's like, I I specifically wasn't talking about my mother, you know, um, when I said love conquers all and that, came from a motherly love or perspective was more from my grandmother. My grandmother was the one that really raised me, you know, and, 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 um, and my, my mother was involved in very, very much involved in my life, but you know, it's like, I remember in those young days and they show me pictures and I, my, my grandmother had me on her, on a backpack, you know, and she would carry me around everywhere. Like I was hers. And from what I was told, I was supposed to go back to live with my grandmother. Like my dad, told my grandmother hey yeah this is your kid you could take him back home you know if you want and then uh when i turned 15 or 14 i remember my grandmother was like okay i'm going back and then my dad was like you can't take him and then she was brokenhearted but Mm. i i I was given a lot of love from my grandmother my sisters um my mother my grandmothers um from my father's side i mean you know and, and that's and that's i just remember teachers also you know um, Miss Ryder was one of them that was, you know, that showed extreme mm-hmm. love for everything that I was doing. I mean, it's like, you know, so um, whether or not I was doing bad or good, I always had somebody from the tribe that would break <laughs> off and say, hey, you know what? You're not doing too good. We need to fix this, you know? So it was, it was, it was just love regardless yeah. of what situation I was in, you know? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, what a blessing though. I mean, you know, it does, it, it does take a village and, um, it sounds like you, your grandmother just instilled some, planted some wonderful seeds of love there. And, um, and then everybody else kind of helped in developing all of that in your soul. And it comes across in your art, no doubt. I mean, the, the art, I, I love the wall. I love the color. I love, I mean, it's just, it was an incredible piece. And so I, when I, when I saw it, I, my God, we got to do an article where, how do I find this guy? Let's get him in here. So what's, what's the future look like for you? Are you more, more artwork, more, more teaching, um, giving back to the kids, share a little bit about what's, what's your future? What's next? We're, we're definitely logged into doing more stuff with the youth. Um, I mean, I, I still have to meet up with Johnny, um, and talk about this next year. Um, that's going to happen again for, I, I believe it's going to be for Antioch. Um, I'd love, I'd love to be involved also in Brentwood and stuff, but I think the right now that Antioch's the one that's really yeah. jumping on a lot of things. Uh, Brad lined up. Um, I mean, man, thanks for, you know, also Brad, you know, he's, he's another one that really um, reached out um, to, you know, get me more involved with the city. Uh, we have power boxes lined up for the seniors of Antioch. Um, so that's going to be nice. And then also I'm kind of still waiting. Once the weather clears up, I believe I may be doing another wall, big mural out in Antioch Yay. at the ACE ACE. So it's going to be, it's going to be pretty busy, you know, but I'm, I'm always going to be, um, doing a lot of, a lot of things more, more so I, I'd like to do it more with the youth and, you know, and if I can have them involved in some way, somehow, I mean, I, I definitely do that, you know? Well, I would, I mean, you're, it's been a pleasure chatting with you, sharing your story, getting to know you more. I would love to see uh, you doing this full time, this as a business somehow, or I, I don't know. But I, you know what, Herms, you're a great, great guy. You got a lot of knowledge to pass on to the youth, and and uh, I appreciate seeing people like you who are who are taking the time to do it when you have a work full time, you got a family, you know, all of that good stuff, and you still find a way. Uh, it's our honor to share your story. And I'm just going to remind everybody, the current issue of the 110 Magazine, um, page 74, we talk a lot about what we talked about today, but a little bit more in depth. And um, and then if people want to follow you on Instagram, right, they can. What's your Instagram handle? They, oh, there they, it is. they, they can. It's, it's under Herm's One Art. That's H-E-R-M-S underscore O-N-E underscore art, A-R-T. Awesome. Herms one art. We're playing it on the tickler right now. So go and follow Herms because you're going to want to see what he does. And um, Herms, thank you so much again for your time. It's been a pleasure. It's an honor. You're awesome. You have and your family have a wonderful Merry Christmas and holiday season. And uh, I'll look forward to following you on Instagram myself. <laughs> well, you, you do the same. And thank you. Thank you guys for, you know, putting me on this platform. Also, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very humbled and blessed for 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 110 Mag and you guys reaching out to me. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thanks so much. Bye, Herms. All right. Mafe Management is a company dedicated to empowering individuals and businesses in entertainment, special events, talent management, content creation, digital and traditional marketing, and public relations, and working together to turn their dreams into reality. 
get one step closer to elevating yourself and your business by contacting hello at mafemanagement.com. Let us empower you. Now let's get back to the show.